the biggest lesson that I've ever heard seen here is really about localizing. Mm -hmm. You know, you really do need to work together with people who know the culture. And I think that's not just about China, that's anywhere, you know, we come with our ideas of how things should be right. And that's when you have the bam, the headlock, because you're like, this is in my data banks, this is how we did it. And then the other people like, well, this is how we did it. And this is in my data bank. So why are you doing it like that? Why are you doing it like that? And then there's all this miscommunication. And so having that bridge of that person, and that could be an intern, you know, who is, who is studying overseas, that can be someone who is from that local country, but that is, you know, uh, living overseas, this can take many forms, you know, of a person who has the experience of both cultures. That's really where you need to start. Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and video show which brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from hundreds of successful individuals around the world. If you're new to the channel, please subscribe and hit the bell icon. I'm your host, Fritz Bussemaker, and today I'm delighted and privileged to have a conversation with Anina.net. Hey, Anina, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Fritz. I'm super excited. Okay. Hey, to share you a little bit of, with Anina's background, uh, she's a fashion model, and uh, China Television awarded her as China's top foreign model. Now, she lives and works in uh, Beijing, China, is the founder of 360 Fashion Network, but she's also a fashion technology innovator, of wearable, a wearables developer and an event producer. And next to being a fashion model, uh, also an actress, a leader, influencer with over 12 awards and honors. So again, Anina, thank you uh, for being on the show. I'm so thrilled to be here and hopefully can drop some gems on the audience and uh, share a little bit of my journey. Yeah, great. So your journey started off with uh, fashion. Uh, is that right? How did that yes, happen? Yes, absolutely. So, you know, I think um, much to the dismay of my family, you know, who were all computer engineers and they wanted me to follow in a traditional path, I took a left yeah. uh, at the catwalks when I was invited to go to Paris and be a fashion model. And, you know, what what girl would say no, you know, travel, glamour, yeah. etc. So um, I think that's sort of where my path with tradition, you know, took a detour. And I've sort of never looked back since. Yeah, but also I read somewhere that you said, um, I'm a person who was born as an entrepreneur. Uh, so was it the entrepreneurial spirit which brought you to in the fashion modeling industry? Or how does that uh combined with what you're doing right now? Well, I don't know if I knew what an entrepreneur really was then, but looking back when, when I went, um, when I went home after many years and, um, you know, saw my parents and was cleaning out, you know, 
how you clean out your childhood room. And I was looking at my books and I was like, whose books are these? And they're like, your, your books. And they were all books on how to form a C corporation, uh, you know, taxes, uh, corporate taxes, uh, women and business, how to run a business. And I was like, whose books are these? And then I opened them and there were all these notes from me. And I just didn't really remember all of that but apparently you know since i'm young i've always yeah. wanted to have a company and and make a big impact on the world and i just was personally shocked that i had read all those books read <laughs> and them. I uh, about lots them. of yeah and lots of personal development books too and and uh, alongside all the fairy tales of course the german fairy tales my family yeah. is german so mm -hmm. i think that combination of, of uh you know this dreaming everything starts with the dreaming and imagining who we can be uh, somehow those that was in my data banks while other people were playing in the sandbox i was playing corporation <laughs> Wow. So you, uh, I mean, you read, you read on entrepreneurship, uh, you have a fashion background, you have a family with a background in information technology. So how did you then start to combine fashion and technology? How did that happen? So obviously, you know, the fashion industry can be, you know, very difficult because it's all really about who you are, but even more than that, it's really what you look like. And so if red hair isn't in or, or you know, your hips aren't the right size or you're just not the look that they're looking for, you can just get no, 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 yes, right? Yeah. And so during those times of no's, uh, I would, you know, come back completely with zero confidence and I would stick my head in the computer and I would start to build things in 3D mm -hmm. or I would get online with hackers and like learn to poke around on things on the internet and sort of tinker with them and figure out how they worked. And I had friends that uh, were virtual friends, you know, on the internet that just accepted me and we would teach each other and we would help each other. And that built my confidence back up to then go out back into the world. And sort of, I like to say that, you know, modeling really taught me how to be an entrepreneur and, and I've modeled my whole life. And it wasn't until I started, you know, going out and, uh, you know, meeting Nokia Corporation and really diving deep into technology that i started to realize there were so many parallels but they use different acronyms you know client acquisition well that's going on an appointment and showing someone your portfolio you know and my portfolio just changed from portfolio of me to portfolio of all the technical things and demos that I had built and all the skills and the personal skills and the cooperation skills of working in a photo shoot, working in groups, working with international people, all were skills that helped me, you know, be successful in technology. So uh, I would really like to say that, you know, modeling has been a great experience. And, and also when I started, you know, doing more tech projects boy molly paid the bills yeah. when tech didn't and yeah. and they often balance each other you know one being very physical and that can be rejecting and then at the same time 
you know, being on the internet too long and not talking to people is also not good. So I find them as a great balance and the combination of them seeing as the technology would come out, I'd start tinkering with it mm -hmm. and I would apply it to my own business, right? And my business was how do I become a top international model? And that is all those tools allowed me to do business faster. It allowed me to communicate internationally. You know, I would be standing in the middle of a field, literally, yeah. but because I could configure my mobile phone to connect to the SMTP server and send out emails, you know, I got an email from my agency saying, send us photos right now. There's a job tomorrow in Spain for hair, you know, and I would snap the pictures with my phone and send them off, which seems very normal now. But back then, remember, there was no interoperability between countries in Europe. You know, when you went to France, you had to buy a whole new SIM card, you know, all those types of things. But because I knew how to configure and connect with all of those servers uh, on the cloud, uh, I was able to do business faster and, and get ahead sooner. And that kind of got me discovered by the big companies in tech, because I guess you would call me a super user. <laughs> <laughs> yes, very much. Yes. But it's actually fascinating that you're using, you were using technology just to sell yourself as a fashion model. That's it. That's yes. where it started. And as a joke, okay, not really, but, um, you know, we would go out to uh, nightclubs or bars or social settings, right? And you would meet a photographer, right? And you would want to make sure that he remembers you so that he can call you to the casting tomorrow. But yet, it's not like you're going to bring with you a, a half of an A4, your business card, which is with your photos on it and hand it to him. That's a bit awkward a mm -hmm. bit too pushy so i built a mobile website with all my photos and videos and even when you would pass from one uh page to another i would put the advertising campaigns yeah. as pop-ups yes and and this whole concept of dynamic advertising no one had ever done that before and that's what when when the mobile internet yeah. was like really small um you know that's what got me discovered by nokia they were like who is this person who just built an anthology of every yoga place in the planet in wap you know and who who's doing this advertising who is this person you know so this fashion model yeah it was pretty funny the that, guy at the end of the table his eyes were bugging out and he said you have to see it to believe it you know I, you know it's I, I can very much understand something we take for granted today in 21 uh, when you're doing that yeah then your eyes pop out i can very much imagine that happening now as said in introduction, you also live and work in Beijing, China. So what's a fashion model looking at technology doing in China? How did you end up in Beijing? Again, you know, I think that naivete or, and boldness and then hacking up a plan, you know, it. I think somehow things conspire. What you don't know can't stop you, right? Yeah. <laughs> like these limiting beliefs and stuff of how things should be and how they should work. Well, when you don't know, they're not there, right? Yeah. So um, I watch gold and I realized that the economic crisis 
was happening. And I said, wow, I'm doing, you know, mobile reporting with yeah. Nokia and Vodafone on all the mobile, on all the fashion weeks all over the world. Like, uh, wow, that's, that's, that's not going to continue, you know, with the, the cost involved, yeah. right, of, of um, live streaming across mobile networks at the time. So I said, like, where can I go? Because my career, you know, was kind of, you know, softening in fashion because everybody knew me. Like, where can you go that's new when you're at the top, you know, because everybody knows you. And so I realized, like, aha, Olympics they will have advertising. Okay. So I'll go to China. And I had this mobile game called Anina Dress Up, which had me as the avatar, as of course, every tech fashion model should have, right? Uh, The arsenal of smart clothing, mobile game, virtual self, and, uh, you know, technical knowledge in your toolkit, right? Mm -hmm. Um, To be successful. Um, I just decided like, okay, I'll go to China. Uh, I'll become China's international top foreign model. Then everybody will play my mobile game because they all use mobile phones. They know what blogs are. Um, You know, they have avatars. Okay, great. And then I'll revolutionize the fashion industry from the top down with all my tech ideas. Like that was my plan, you know? And, and so I executed. But it wasn't only your plan. plan. (laughs) You, You executed on your plan. It happened. Yes. Absolutely. Because you so are I the think, China's top foreign model. Yeah, the only one ever to get such an award by the government. So, you know, boldness and professionalism, you know, uh, I think there's a really big difference. People really don't know what it takes to work with Fortune 500 companies, mm-hmm. not to mention the government. You know, there's an attitude of whatever it takes, you know, and there's, there, it's like, if I need to go dig the ditch, or if you need me to ring the bell, or if we need to like get this thing done before five o'clock in the morning, because you know, there's 162 dancers that are waiting, whatever it takes, you know, and I think that takes a lot of passion and it takes a certain level and a certain kind of person who is willing to go the mile, the extra mile, miles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a long journey. And um, doing my research on you, you, I also see you, you developed a smart glove uh, for the Spring Wind performance, which was aired at the Chinese New Year. And for those people who don't understand what that means. That basically means you developed something which over 1.3 billion people on this planet watched. (laughs) Yes. Um, Again, you know, uh, because I have a lot of experience in dealing with government, um, because of my innovation here in China, Intel called me and they were like, you know, we have this opportunity. Can you help us? There's fashion involved in technology. We need to figure out. So I went with them to this meeting and I met, you know, the heads of CCTV, which are all government people. And they wanted me to build them a dress. 
okay. and uh, that had projectiles flying off of it. And so I just very clearly explained to them how we were going to build it, how far the dancers had to be apart. Like I broke it down for them there so that mm -hmm. they knew if they wanted to do this, this is what, is it, what it was going to take. And it wasn't going to be an easy ride. Right. And then that was just amazing because they kind of looked at each other and then they reached out his hand and he goes you better get a pr company because you're about to be famous and i was like okay yep. yes and then we walked out and then they were all jumping up and down uh and they were like you just got us on cctv at midnight you know and so again knowing your part of a team i could never have done that job by myself of course but i knew the right engineer the right team the right fashion designer the right um you know business people all to come together to make this happen and of course i'm like the orchestrator that's mm -hmm. what a fashion technologist does we architecture the whole project and bring it to completion and we work with all the different sides to make sure everything comes together and when somebody gets stuck we you know take decisions we um you know know how to do the tech side we know how to do the fashion side uh we can sort of blend them together and the business side right because there was a lot of like coordinating with um all aspects of the production and so you know being the head of that and uh, having the trust uh to to complete that project is uh it's a teamwork and that's something that i learned from intel they kept saying we are one team you mm -hmm. know and and they brought their people in and we brought our people in and you know we it was a group effort to do something that large you are part of the team and you have to be ready at any moment to do whatever it takes wow i can imagine you slept quite well the day after i think i was comatose <laughs> it was a so demanding project and again they brought me in to build one thing yeah. and then halfway through they were so pleased with our work that like suddenly they started putting us on all these other productions and then we ended mm -hmm. up doing this glove for them uh because director jang gang who did the olympics mm -hmm. he wanted to do this shot with all these dancers with these globes and whenever they lifted up that he wanted to fly the camera over and have this human light grid, you know? And when the dancers would do different movements, then the balls would light up and stuff. And um, it's really interesting how, you know, he did not want any high tech. He was like, give me a button, you know? And, and, and the button didn't work because the dancers had been, you know, rehearsing for so long without a button. It wasn't like five, four, three, two, one push the button and then let's go you know it didn't work mm -hmm. and so that's a great example where we were i was like i'm taking a decision we are soldering off all these buttons and we are using gesture recognition because i noticed that every time the dancers mm -hmm. you know should yeah. trigger the light they lifted the ball up you know and so i i just think it's very interesting how technology can actually solve problems yeah. you know in elegant ways but you have to know the right technology that fits the human and not try to force a button 
or whatever onto the humans. You have to build technology that's modular and mm -hmm. also that suits what we do naturally. All of a sudden, those dancers didn't have to think about anything about glove, light, anything. They had to think about batteries and bringing them back to me, but that was about it. <laughs> Makes sense. Make sure that that uh, technology adapts to people, and the other way, rather than the other way around, I guess. Uh, now you've talked so much about this spring wind performance. Um, I assume there is a public link available we can share with the audience, so people can have a look at how that looked like. Absolutely, it's Great. on our YouTube channel. Yeah, okay. we'll make sure that we, we share the link uh, once we've post this uh, this interview. Now, what would your advice be for? people who want to follow you to China? How do you start? The biggest lesson that I've ever heard, seen here is really about localizing. Mm -hmm. You know, you really do need to work together with people who know the culture. And I think that's not just about China, that's anywhere, you know? We come with our ideas of how things should be, right? And that's when you have the BAM, the headlock, because yep. you're like, this is in my data banks. This is how we did it. And then the other people are like, well, this is how we did it. And this is in my data banks. And why are you doing it like that? Why are you doing it like that? And then there's all this miscommunication. And so having that bridge of that person, and that could be an intern, you know, who is, who is studying overseas. That can be someone who is from that local country but that is you know uh living overseas this can take many forms you know of a person who has the experience of both cultures that's really where you need to start because you need to understand it and the second thing is you have to go there and use your own eyes and see with your you know own senses what's going on you know because you can't really you know, secondhand it and, and all of that. You really need to go there, spend time, experience it, go multiples of time, and then, and listen carefully, and then make your moves. I think this is very sound advice that you really need to spend time and effort on, uh, you could say, getting to know the environment you're going to work in, which, uh, yeah, makes sense. Um, that's leave me to a couple of other questions for you. Um, are there any big, uh, big, what's your biggest learning from any, uh, uh, the, the biggest failure or mistake you've made in your life? I think it's shrinking back yeah. when I should have plunged forward. For example, um, about, uh, about uh, 2018, I decided and I realized something that, you know, I needed to pivot and that we had been building technology for other companies, but what, you know, there was a hole in the market of, of female driven tech, right? And yeah. so uh, there was no tech for me. It was all made by men and looked like it would serve their lifestyle. And I wanted things that were fashionable and beautiful and technological, right? And so we pivoted and we started making, you know, high-tech products for women, um, a wireless charging wallet, mm -hmm. you know, that just looks like a wallet, but it keeps your phone charged up and women 
have a lot to do and a lot of hats to wear and their phones are often out of battery because they do so many things, yeah. right? And and making something like that to remove the hassle of cables and a power bank when you've got kids in your hands, you know, really understanding lifestyle for women. Uh, smart safety ring, um, also, you know, illuminated jewelry just to be beautiful, and, but highly personalized. We could laser etch any design into, um, into the material, you know, um, and, and all of these types of things that I realized that, yeah, we built them all. And then I shrunk back because selling in person, like we would go to the markets, we found out all the things, got all the feedback, very personable. Also, we did exhibitions. We do 360 fashion and tech exhibitions all over the world, showcasing, put those wallets on the table, people buy five, you know, they buy them up for their presents for their friends, you know. But then, you know, the idea of going online, I just hesitated and hesitated and hesitated because of the fear of not being able to explain how the product mm -hmm. works and, you know, um, talk to the customers and make sure that they, you know, could really be happy with the product, right? And, yeah. and sort of all of that fear of going online you know, ended up that I didn't go online and then I didn't develop an online strategy. And so, you know, I'm doing what everybody else is doing right now. I had to launch in the middle of a pandemic, you know, which is a challenging yeah. moment. So what I realized was that I can build anything, but then I had this skill gap, right? I brought it to the door and then I didn't know how to go forward, right? And so, uh, I so how did you solve that? A whole bunch. So I, I, I educated myself. You know, I started taking online courses, courses on how to sell online, Facebook ads, like massive, huge mm -hmm. undertaking of learning. How do you communicate online? How do you, um, you know, work online. And it wasn't that we weren't online. I had decided in 2019 that I was never doing another offline event and that all of 2020 was going to be online events. So I was ready for that. Mm -hmm. So building up the community online, you know, gathering people together. We've been doing lots of events that have been helping people network in fashion tech. And, and that's been really successful. And now, I can bring those products to people who care about fashion tech, you know, but I would say that, that, that was a big fail. Like I could have had my products online in 2000 and, you know, 18, 2019. And I shrunk back and wanted to get everything sort of perfect. And, and instead I should have moved forward with imperfect, perfect action and tried things, you know, test things. Yeah adjusted along the way oh well but then again who knows maybe it was a blessing in disguise rather than jumping in the deep end you educated yourself you prepared yourself and look where you are right now yeah it's so exciting you know when when i wake up and there's a order you know yeah. and so it is an affirmation that i am reaching people and no returns and people writing back and saying you know thank you for the great customer support and stuff like that so those are all awesome 
feedbacks that definitely I don't think would have happened, you know, if I had just sort of thrown them up online. But okay. But my goal for 2021 is not to shrink back, to con- to push forward, to be bold, because it's boldness throughout all of my success, right? Mm-hmm. It was bold to come to China. It was bold to go into modeling. It was, I always took these bold moves, but then I don't know why I shrunk back. So you know, all of us have those places, but that's why you have to do an analysis at the end of the year and realize what what could you improve. And then you have to make conscious effort to not repeat the same mistakes. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's great, great advice uh, to the audience. I understand we're going to hear great things from you in the future. Uh, I mean, so many great examples, which I think goes well beyond uh, just fashion. This is about uh, putting a human in the center of using digital technology. So I am really interested to uh, keep in touch uh, and see what's going to happen over the next couple of years. Uh, For now, uh, Anina, I want to thank you so much for your time. It was a pleasure talking to you, listening to all your great stories. And I want to thank you for sharing your insights. Be bold and go beyond. And don't forget to experiment, test, and experiment what our future is going to be. So thank you so much for having me. Allow me to share my journey, my story. And I hope that uh, some of the things I learned along the way can inspire and help other people. Thank you for this opportunity. Great. Hey, Anina. Thank you so much. And you watch another episode of The Brand Called You. Thank you for listening to The Brand Called You videocast and podcast. A platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search for the brand called you.